to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. I think we need to politicize more folk heroes, more American folk. Do you think the international listener knows who Johnny Appleseed is? Do they have? Because he was a real person. I, I think know. that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was and yeah, is. He, I think responsible for the spread of the apple across much of North America. Yeah, apples are not native to North America. Mm-hmm. They're just better here. He planted them so that people could make alcohol. And then he would he would wander back every few years and be like, "You owe me money for all that booze you sold." Oh, did he go back and try to collect on the apples? Yeah, he would go <laughs> back and collect on. He'd plant orchards just everywhere, and then he'd come back and be like, "I see you using my apples there." Man, that is a real that is a real American folk hero. I love <laughs> That's it. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna start doing that. It's kind of alpha. It is very alpha. Let me ask you this: just that, that real high isn't... pitch. It's kind of alpha. <laughs> this is not really a folk hero. But uh-huh. I think I tweeted this the other day because it just came to me. It's like, how do I know who Howdy Doody is? Despite I've never seen. We talked a, about this on the show like last week. Oh, uh, did we? Okay. Yeah. Well, are that's you, where it came Are you from. dreaming about? Man, I feel like. <laughs> well, he's starting to like, bo- it's starting to bother me. Like it's starting to like, yes, it's his, his visage is creeping up. Maybe it's because it's Halloween and there's spooky things abounding. But I see his weird, freckled, fucking ginger face bobbing yeah. in and out of my dreams. Wow. Rosy cheeks. Yeah. A real Johnny Appleseed look-alike. Yeah. I forgot that I talked to him. See, I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's also disconcerting. We were talking about the peanut gallery. Remember? Oh, the, peen- was... the penis gallery. Yeah. What I would like <laughs> to have happen, Ryan, because it's already been Halloween, as the listener knows, is next year we arrange for some kind of big party where he, Mike's going to forget this, so it's fine, where yep. the, Mike's going to play, and we'll be like, hey, play this venue, and he'll be like, okay, he'll show up, and then everybody will be dressed as Howdy Doody, and then as Mike walks no. in, just turn in unison to look at him, and uh, like we're like we're being pulled by strings the whole time. No. And then, and then as Mike turns to run out, bam, the door closes and locks. Mm. The lights go out, and the screaming starts. What do you think? No, I'll, I would, I would die. Are we not just gonna? I think it would be better if people just for an entire day just walked up to him, just complete strangers, not in costume, <laughs> and said, "Excuse me, sir, it's Howdy Duty time." <laughs> just like real casual, letting Mike know that it's Howdy mm. Duty time. Not what singing does that even it. Fucking mean. That's the song. That's because it's Howdy. It's time when for Howdy, howdy Duty. Duty is on. But, it's Howdy Duty time. It's Howdy Duty time. It's Howdy Duty time. Is that the song? It's that was yeah. kind of the jazz rendition, Brian. Well, I'm not going to sit here. I don't How have, do you I don't know have this the... song? Like, when have you seen that show? I grew up watching it. TV's bloopers and practical jokes. They used to show. Uh, no, it was on books. right after the the Bozo show where he threw ping pong balls and buckets. I remember that. It's our Chicago How... listeners are in heaven right now. <laughs> I never, I never watched uh, TV's bloopers and practical jokes. I watched the competitor foul ups, bleeps, and blunders. <laughs>
hey, there's room on TV for both of them. Okay, I'm glad you picked you. It was <laughs> it was Pepsi, Led Zeppelin, and Fallops, bleeps, bleeps and, and blunders. blunders. Wait, Those Led Zeppelin the, over who? Black Sabbath. Okay, you can't like both. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I don't know why, but just that's a thing in my head. Did I was gonna follow up though? Yeah. Uh, just just a, a recap. Uh, Mark Ryan's not here. Uh, before right. we'll get to that we in a minute. Introduced him yet? So well, I know, but he he was here last night at my very own house because he came oh, down right. for the wedding uh, oh. that, that I was the officiant at. Officiant. I I was the M master of ceremonies, and as far as I know, they are still married. You did it, Mike. Well, a day later. A day later. And there's, but there's people that have not made it that long. That's right. And maybe we'll find out more about that later. Oh, are, are oh. you predicting? Are you predicting marital failure? Are you? Is this no, not going to no, take? No, I'm predicting more stories. Oh, about oh. marriage. A little deep dive into this thing oh. we call wedded bliss. This is the pretty tease. exciting for the listener. Wedded bliss. But it was it was pretty good. It was outside. There was a bunch of bunch of hot hot people walking around. Dressed up all night. Like temperature or like no, sexy. like good looking, sexy. Oh, that's, oh yeah. see, Brian, that's why we weren't invited. That's, sexy rock and roll guys and gals walking around, right? And uh, you know, and I, I, I think I managed to not offend anyone with my. <laughs> you did not. I don't think you successfully did that. I think I, you know, I had the, I had the, I had, I had some dads come up and say that that was really good and that they liked <laughs> it. So. Wait, like, like the groom's not, dad, or yeah, the groom's dad. What did it feel like to have a father approve of what you did? It was weird. I, it was confusing. <laughs> I did started you crying for the first I, time. No, in your life? I did. I don't. I couldn't understand it, and I started crying. <laughs> yeah. It was very nice, though. It was a lovely, lovely ceremony, and then they had uh, people baking pizzas right there. Some like wow. Australian pizza people. It was Australian. the best goddamn. They bring them in from Australia. Well, they're moving back to Australia. Apparently, they were like trying to start a company here, but they couldn't get like the light. I don't know. Some there's some reason, but they're going back to Australia. But goddamn, it was such a bummer because it was. I'm. I don't really eat pizza very much. And um, why is that again? Remind us. God damn. Well, I'm, I'm allergic to tomato sauce. Actually, <laughs> no one wants to it's hear that. your tomato lies. No one wants to hear it. <laughs> it's not a lie. It's a lie. Mm. They were making a, a margarita pizza that had some vegetables and no stupid sauce on it. And uh, they were doing a lemon zest on there. Like they, I right. saw them scraping off lemon zest and then squirting a little. I've never had citrus like that. It was, man, it was the best pizza I've ever had. I got to ask you, Mike, what does it tell you that a pizza company's business plan failed when their pizza didn't have they had tomato other, they sauce had, on they it. Had tomato, they true. had tomato sauce pizzas as well. Sure it also is. tells me that Australia is real cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. It just it affirms a lot of... Maybe, oh, maybe we have an Australian an, story this week. Oh, good. Ooh, That's right. Excellent. Maybe they had an issue with, with the getting a license to put koala meat on pizzas. Uh, yeah, probably. That makes sense. Koala that would be and, some American bullshit that they would put it put it through oh yeah yeah well it's the possum lobby yeah exactly mm -hmm. you know what makes it what makes uh koala meat extra spicy what's, what's that? that the syphilis so you guys ready <laughs> to get started here yes before we do i just oh, i want yeah, I, know, I want to i want to draw attention to something uh -huh. i don't know if this is funny or not 
special not, announcement. No. Don't, don't, it's not, funny. not really an announcement. It's just I just want to draw attention to something okay. where you see something and it seems like it should be funny, but you keep thinking you about see it. Thinking what? That it should be funny. Like okay. you see, like this, this, this is there's something about this. It's humorous, uh-huh. but it just isn't for some reason. Okay. And I sent you all a picture of a sign on an what looked to be an abandoned building, but just advertising in big block letters, psychic coming soon. It just seems like that should be a funny thing, but it was just really an announcement that a psychic's gonna move into that building. I think I think psychic out of business is what's funny because they would have just it's it's the sign was predicting the future and it was like I was just trying to feel like what is it about this that is I find so entertaining. There's something fun. There's, there is something fun with that. It was just right. Psychic coming soon. Um, like says who, right? I don't mm-hmm. I predict there will be a psychic here. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I'm Brian Camp. I'm spectral, psychic, and clairvoyant Mike Weeby. And with us is not Mark Ryan, because he's he drove all the way down to party hard last night and drink scotch in my living room until the wee hours of the morning. So what you're saying and is I've he had better things to do. All day. He kept you up all night and they didn't even show up to the show. I showed up though. How about that? Mm-hmm. Professional. Well, That's why. Mike one, Mark less than one. <laughs> less than zero. So this week we've got a news story, an update, a bonus story for our Patreon listeners, and then Mike has a news story and get to know your podcast. It's yes. power packed tonight. Power Sounds packed. like a great week. Sounds like a really fun, yeah. really fun, mm-hmm. great week. This is going to set your week off right in the middle in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're feeling a little down right now. Maybe you're not feeling so good. Things are about to turn around for you. Maybe you haven't been able to maintain an erection. Mm -hmm. Get ready to be rock hard. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that you said that like like you were Art Bell. My voice probably after doing a lot of stuff all weekends in a very West of the Rockies kind of zone. (laughs) So I'm going to try and lean into that tonight a little bit. I mean, he's been dead like 10 years, right? So that's... That wasn't... He had an announcer that was like, West of the Rockies. Oh, okay. Well, and allegedly, right? Yeah, allegedly. It yeah. could be a conspiracy. Yeah. Or, or he's just alive and he's hidden yeah. in a bunker somewhere, combing his mustache. A, mm-hmm. a, a bunker where? Somewhere east <laughs> of the Rockies. Probably letting his fingernails grow. And his, and his pubic hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So our first story comes to us from the New York Post. The Post, Ooh, my book. Okay. The more so, Nwapo. the more I look at the New York Post, it is the worst newspaper on earth or in the United States. But it always has some, it always has some silly, stupid story that I'm like, well, I know I can find something there, and I always do if I'm out yeah. of stories. But there's a lot of clickbait on. Yeah, that. yeah, but it's a terrible newspaper. Don't pick it up. You can quote me on that. Wow, take that, take that gigantic newspaper company. So a new hip restaurant or posh, as the British might say called Bacchanalia, is about to open in London. The restaurant, which will serve Greek and Italian food, put out a one-page ad seeking a special kind of server. Specifically, they sought someone to feed grapes directly into the mouths of diners, like you might see in a painting of ancient Greece or Rome. The ad required that applicants have, quote, gorgeous hands, as well as, quote, a basic grasp of Greek and Latin. Applicants poured in, and someone was quickly hired. The restaurant hasn't opened yet, so it's not clear who got the job or what they were paid, but the ad promised, quote, regular manicures in the finest 
food and wine. The gig is yes. you just have to walk around from from people that or is it everybody? Is it like a kind of like a everybody gets bread at the Olive Garden? I yeah, that's or Grandies or Grandies. It seems weird. Like if you're like I don't want if if you're serving the table next to me, you're dipping grapes into the mouths of the people next to me. I don't want your your dirty. I don't care how gorgeous your hands are. I don't want them on my grapes at my table. Yeah, there's a weird focus on the hands in this scenario. Yeah. Do you guys think that the hand is holding the individual grape and is like placing yeah. it in their mouth? I don't I, think that's what's happening. I think it's like a. I think it's a bunch, it's a but bunch. you eventually got to get to the top. You don't just sit there and feed them all the grapes. I don't think. I think it's that's like, the meal. I don't think. I don't <laughs> think you get fed all the grapes. I don't think that's. I can't be that. I mean, you gotta. You gotta take a break for some wine. I'm just, I just think it's, it is when the old lady at Grandy, she's got a whole tray of rolls. She uses a sanitary set of tongs. Grandy's, nobody knows she what pick, they nobody know Texas what even is. knows what Grandy's is anymore. There's like four of them. Get you a single steak dinner. Everybody knows what's good. Grandy's is a, was a tremendous fast food restaurant. They had two kinds of gravy. Sawmill and uh, brown. Yeah. And it, it was a fried chicken place. I had chicken fried steak. And one of the bits was there was an old lady who worked there. She walked around with a tray of rolls, and if you look like you needed a roll, you got a warm roll put on your plate. Yeah. Her, her name was Grandy. Her name was Grandy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not Grannies, Grandies. Grandies, yeah. I've never... <laughs> does anybody call a grandparent Grandy? Is that what that was for? Or? I probably... I've got a real... You've got a rural family. I got a... Well, no, I got a... I got a, I got a thing. I think you should be able to call your grandparents... Grandma, grandpa, grandfather, grandmother. Uh-huh. I'm sick of all these weird fucking grandma names. He's like, I got, oh, I got to go see my, my brip brop and my grit grim grim. <laughs> Grumpy grop grop. I support Gr-boopa, that, Michael. Grubupa and poopupa. <laughs> Floop flop. <laughs> I always get an $8 check from Floop flop every birthday. As long as it's alliterated. It's, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're right. So, Grubumpa so, and Grubumpa. <laughs> yes, no. We're do- and, you know, there's always some story about like, oh, when they were little, they couldn't say grandma, so it turned into Grugrook. Right. And go, go. You're, are you re- are you going to stay with your Grook Grook tonight? Grook and your Grum Grum. Just we're we're just calling these grandma grandpa. And if you can't mm-hmm. fucking say it, you get the you're going to get the shit knocked out of you. <laughs> At like right. six months old. As though somehow like a mistake you make when you're super little, you should be locked in for the rest of your life. I mean, think of all the, the dumb things you called stuff before. You're just going to keep calling it that yeah, forever? Yeah. I got to get in my car car to get to work. The it, car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Like, uh, no, cl- classic yeah, no, going to, uh, going to Denver for spring break. I haven't decided if I'm going to drive or take a fly fly. <laughs> right. I'm really, I'm really worried that with all the, the concern over climate change, there might be a real shortage of Wawa in the future. <laughs> <laughs> what um, did you guys call your grandparents? Did you call them that? Or, or do I have to chastise you? I I either said grandpa or grandma, or with one set, I would say pa and ma, like ma and pa kettle. That's the, you're not, you're uh-huh. not near rural enough to do that. <laughs> I was, I would, I, I would accept country. that. There were 15,000 people in my whole county. You know way too much about video games to ever be calling anyone Ma and Pa. 
Not then. <laughs> yes, but you have All to play All I have is an Odyssey 2 and Casey's you crazy chase. You running Jace. around barefoot with a straw hat, <laughs> and, straw hat. and shorts <laughs> that were held up with suspenders that had two big <laughs> buttons on them. My, my, both my uncles had, uh, had hunting dogs. Little Dan, little Ann. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hate to say this now because uh-huh. I don't want to get run through the, the mic ringer for this, but <laughs> it was grandmom for one and grandma for the other. That's how you told mm, them apart. That's not but, too. I'm not going to, I won't come down on grandmom. What about grandma? grandma. No, grandma. No, that's what I'm saying. Any like derivative of a grand, right? Whatever. It, it wasn't it, a No, that's weird. Yeah, I don't want, I don't like. Meemaw, I hate Meemaw. Yeah, Meemaw okay. sucks. <laughs> what the fuck is Meemaw? Is this an is it an American only thing? Like I'm I'm assuming that there's terms for grandparents overseas, but do they also just pick random syllable pairings to call their grandparents? Yeah, they, yeah. they Brian in in every other country, every other country on earth. They do have they do have a, a line of descendants and you you refer That's not to them. what I that is not you, what I, they, I was they have saying. words for the people above you, you have, above your parents. You have mischaracterized my statement. <laughs> you give them a random set of nonsense uh, syllables. Yeah. Oh, that is write in and let us know. I bet the Dane I bet the Danes don't. Yeah. The Panamanians. Like it like you got you got mother, father, mom, dad. Uh, mother, father. Like that you know, I'm glad we don't have like a bunch of like my ding dong and my ding dong and my mock mock mong. Like I'm uh, like everyone would be on my side if we were doing this about about our our mothers and fathers. If there was a uh, new wave, if if they if they're started tomorrow, we're all naming alliterative uh, rhyming syllables for our mo- mothers and fathers. If like if millennials or was the Gen Z, if Gen Z or started uh, all calling getting their kids to call them. Flip flop and plip plop. <laughs> Let me ask you guys something. Mm. If you were the grape feeder, how would you how would you go about dangling the grapes above your uh, your potential diners? Well, first, I would only respond if somebody clapped their hands together quickly in succession and yes. then demanded grapes. Grape boy. Oh, we didn't hear that. Yeah. Yes. No, so bring me a grape. I don't. Bring me a uh, first, yeah. First off, I don't feel like I can. I'm a little out of shape right now, and I don't really. I'm not comfortable wearing a uniform that has my nipple hanging out right now <laughs> until I lose or tone up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, that's in my head. It's just a bunch. You're like you're just kind of right. like feeding it, which doesn't sound fun as the eater of grapes to me. Like that's not like not. It's not the preferred way to do it. As an adult, when nobody could tell me what to do, I've been like, I'm going to wash this bunch. I haven't done this in a long time, but, you know, when I was like 24 and it struck me, I can eat grapes like that. Nobody can tell me I can't. Then I would like, I rinse the grapes. Took you till 24 to realize that? Maybe 23 and a half. Maybe 25. and Pa going to yell at you (laughs) for doing it wrong? That's the devil's way of eating grapes, Kevin. I put it over myself and then ate that way. You just get pieces of stem that you wouldn't normally get by picking off individual mm. grapes like you're an adult with self-respect and dignity. You have to use your lips to separate the stem from the grapes that you've gripped with your like teeth. A, so each grape is like an individual kiss, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I would have described it. Getting uh, sexy, Brian. Oh, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> this is yet another way that someone of wealth can feel superior to the people around them, right? 
Yeah. And it's and it's somehow kind of fun and like kitschy, but really it's the only reason you would do that is to have another human being feed you as though they were yes, less than and, you. And my argument that it's not even really not and I'm not defending people of wealth because I think a lot of times they do even more awful things, but I think that this thing would be frequented less by, by people of wealth but by people of middle incomes who want to pretend that they're wealthy, which is in many times, you know, we, we, uh, we, we come down really hard on the wealthy and, and, and a lot of times we should, but a lot of times the actual worst people are the, the middle incomes that like to pretend that like to, that envision themselves as being wealthy. And they think like, this is what wealthy people would do. When in fact, if you're really wealthy, you, you don't go to restaurants. You cook everything for yourself and you save every dollar. Right, over a campfire. The grind and hustle way. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The way Grandpa did it. Mm -hmm. The way Ma did it. The way Pa did it. This is the way Mima taught the me. Glip Glop. <laughs> My old Nippy Nop Nop did. Grape, grape feeders unionize. Mm -hmm. There's only, only one there's only the say. one. I mean, and maybe some paintings as well. But. It should then it shouldn't be hard to get everybody on board. Sound reason. <laughs> if the fucking if the restaurant comes at him, he's like, guess what? I'll cut off one of my fingers. Then my hand won't be so pretty. Mm -hmm. I'll get I'll I'll get a side gig with the yakuza and fuck up on purpose. <laughs> wow. We'll need to do a follow up on this restaurant back in Yeah. Okay. It, it's supposed to Europe, open right? somewhere in the website says British? opening it. Yeah. In London, the website says opening in late 2022. So maybe even by the time this episode drops, but certainly by the end of the year, don't they have enough fucking problems with that opening up a dumb restaurant like yeah. this? Yeah. They do. Aren't they worried about all their, all their bars closing down? Yeah. yeah. And you're going to do this? Weather spoons. Oh, well, we hate weather spoons. Yeah. That's the chain, they right? They got stacks of badgers. They got stacks of badgers <laughs> yeah, everywhere you, that they still yeah. haven't gotten under control. And you know badgers like grapes. This is probably just going to create mm -hmm. a much bigger badger stacking issue than what they have right now. So by, by the time this episode comes out, there will have been nine more British prime, prime ministers as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that. So our next story is an update, and it was submitted by Philip Pampers. Yeah, Philip. Oh, the, great, right, the great of Philip Rim Reaper fame. The great Philip Pampers. Yeah, oh, Squeaky Frome fame as well. Yeah, that's yes. Philip Pampers. Okay. I think you have to go to our Patreon to see that because it was it was too dirty to put on, on any other social media that we had. Too well. dirty for Instagram. Mm -hmm. So back in episode 51, we talked about a group of Australian researchers who created human mini brains and then mm -hmm. taught them to play Pong. Pong is a simple... I, I, I shouldn't have to explain what Pong is, but just in case. It's a simple table tennis video game where the left and right sides of the screen have simple lines representing paddles and they bounce a digital ball between each other. So in this new experiment, they made mice mini brains, and the mice mini brains also learned to play pong. Both sets of mini brains learned to play pong in about five minutes, and they both played against human players. They didn't play against each other, but the human mini brains were better than the mouse mini brains. So one point for humans. Fuck you, Miss Frisbee. <laughs> oh man, what? she just wanted to save her family. <laughs> Is that a rat's name reference? <laughs> Her whole house, house is gonna get destroyed. She needs your help. Beat me in Pong and we'll talk. <laughs> the hope is that 
is that this can teach researchers critical information about treating conditions such as epilepsy and dementia because it may aid in developing and training cells to react in specific ways that may alleviate some health conditions. But the strangest thing about these experiments, and I didn't pick up on this last time, is that the researchers hook up the controller stimuli to the mini brains, and then the researchers just start playing Pong. The mini brains seem to decide to hit the ball back on their own. So there's no reward to any of this, except that they just decide to start playing. Researchers say their next experiment is to get the mini brains drunk and then see how this react, uh, how this impacts the reaction times. What this is? None of this is real. This yeah, is they real. had me. They had me up into drunk. How about you, Mike? Was that when yeah, you decided? No, there was a no little way? bit of like, wow, I wonder why that would work. But then I just heard like, <laughs> oh yeah, we are gonna go on a fucking three month bender, a paid for three month bender. Right. They're just gonna have <laughs> lots of photos of what looks to be mini brains wearing cool small sunglasses yeah. sitting next to. I don't know, martini glasses. Sitting out of the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, just a reason for them to wear Hawaiian shirts to work every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. We need our lab coats to be covered in Hawaiian print. You know, for right. this to be a real experiment, I have to get drunk with the mini brain to see if I can still beat it. Yeah, and then, right. then it's going to end up with one of them fucking having sex with the mini brain. Oh, yeah. Like Steve Martin and uh, the man with two brains. Why would the mini brain want to make that happen and how can the mini brain does it have eyes how can it see it had some kind of feedback that they gave it but i don't yeah it it wasn't made super clear unless i read like the 50 page study which i wasn't going to do but where did the where did the mini brains sit like where are they in like in a tube are they in a where where do mini brains stay i mean other than in the the body of a krang Yeah, they're in the body, the body of a crank. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> I don't. It wasn't super clear as to how their setup worked, and I, I kind of resent that fact after having reported the story twice. Well, it's, yeah, they don't want to let the they don't want the cat out of the bag. That's their proprietary yeah, science. Probably stuff. start selling mini brains yeah. pretty soon. Uh-huh. There's some people. There's some people who could use them. German mini like brains. I said, mini brains have been in the news a lot lately. Like, I think I said that the other week that I thought I heard something about. Mini brains. I do wonder. I mean, Pong. I'll say this about Pong. Uh, when I was on the road, there I randomly went to a couple like really cool bar arcades. There's uh-huh. one called Ground Control in Portland that's really cool. There are. There's a really cool tabletop Pong game out now that's made by Atari, where you're standing over a table and. It's crazy. The Pong is just, it's like a raised up, you can see it, you know, it's a physical, it's like a physical version of Pong, but it's just mm-hmm. like a, like, it looks like a, like a little styrofoam bar. And then there's a, like a styrofoam square dot that looks like a pixel. And you just got like a round controller and you just play Pong with it. And I don't know how it moves. It looks, it's real weird looking the way it's set up. Like, I don't know how any of the things are moving uh-huh. on there. Cause it looks like they're just kind of floating there. So it's probably magnets or something like that, uh-huh. but it's really, it's really pretty badass. So Pong's coming back in a big way. Wow. Is the motion real smooth? Like, is it, is yeah, the speed super controlled the same way? Like the, whatever it was, the cursor thing, it never moved. It would move faster. If like you hit it at an angle, it's called a Sprite the Sprite. That's right. 
but it would never speed up. It was it was it was very consistent with the yeah, way. Yeah, it's a, it's right. a consistent speed as far as I could tell. Maybe it, maybe That's it'll speed cool. up so, a little bit off a corner, but how would you have felt if you were like you're playing this game, right? You're playing this pong mm. in this barcade, and you're like, "Oh, I'm pretty fucking good at this. I'm doing all right." And some guy walks up, and goes, "You think you're pretty good?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm doing all right." He sets down this little jar with a brain, the mini brain in it, and says, "Let's see how you do." And then you just get fucking aced by this mini brain. Shit. Um, <laughs> I would just go pour half of my white claw in there and see what would happen. Yeah. Because you know me, I'm at a bar, I'm drinking WCs, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mango, watermelon, black cherry, lemon okay. lime. Whoa. Zero sugar, so I don't have to feel guilty. I mean, alcohol turns into sugar, sugar in your blood. A ton stream. of sugar. No, yeah. it does not. <laughs> what is that? I'm still choosing not to feel guilty. Yeah, well, it's very low calorie. It's 100 calories yeah. per, yeah. per beverage. 100 calories. Call. That's nothing. In 5% this alcohol. Day and age. So. Shit, yeah. I need calories. I haven't eaten all day. Mm-hmm. You look a little pale. Well, I'm talking when I'm at when I'm at bars. So when I go to a bar, whenever I'm going to a bar, I make sure to get my money's worth, so I do not eat for the entire day. I try to get myself as dehydrated as possible. <laughs> so go donate a pint of blood. Donate a pint of blood. I jerk off a number of times. <laughs> I want to be as fluid free as possible. <laughs> and so when I go in, you know, uh-huh. if I'm getting if I'm getting you know, vodka sodas of well vodka. Uh-huh. I'm getting my goddamn money's worth. A little tip to all you people that are out there drinking on a budget. Don't eat for 24 hours before you go to the bar. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, you're getting, you are getting your money's worth. It, I mean, I feel like I'm ripping off the bar because I'm getting way more drunk way quicker than they want me to. You know, mm-hmm. people are going to have to start taking care of me way sooner. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you want that when you drink. You want to have a, you know, maintain. Well, um, oh, oh yeah. I just want to maintain. Oh, it's like slug <laughs> it out, spend hundreds of dollars sitting there at the bar, screaming at the TV when the, the Yankee Red Sox don't win or whatever. <laughs> Wait, what, what town does that team play for again? He, the Houston Chronicles. <laughs> so the Houston oh, Chronicles, my. Yankee Red Sox. Look, I don't know. Look, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have to like fraternize with those dollars i'm in there i'm in there i barely make it up the stairs first of all i'm weak okay my legs are shaky i come in there oh we know you're weak i order two wc's and i'm i'm vomiting by the middle of the second one and not because they taste so bad because i'm fucking lit you 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 poison yourself almost immediately yeah and i'm screaming screaming at i start off real nice and complimenting Uh. people but a moment later i'm screaming at them I'm, I'm accusing them of having stole my wallet. Oh, we know. While I'm while I'm holding my wallet, <laughs> pointing at them with the wallet. Yeah, you stole this. You know, as someone who refuses to believe that anyone drinks because they like the taste of it, I I appreciate your honesty. Right. That well, that's fair. There is no point in drinking alcohol except for the effects that alcohol right. has on. It's, I mean, ever since Zima is has left. Well, yeah. That was the golden age of wonderful beverages, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so our next story is a bonus story. Bonus. And uh, if you want to listen to this, go to our Patreon and subscribe at at least the $3 level. That's the Knights of Kevin level. Yeah. And you get access to this mm-hmm. and all of our other bonus stories. Of which there are many. There are many, many bonus stories. And I'll mm-hmm. give you a little taste here. It deals with why Mike specifically 
is a horrible person who's ruining everything for everyone, according to a famous comic book writer. Oh, boy. I hope it's Scott Adams <laughs> of Dilbert fame. I know he's your favorite. Uh-huh. Yeah. You just like his politics. <laughs> is it? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess what okay. comic right. book artist it is. I am going to guess it is Charles Schultz. <laughs> Bingo. He's he also zoomed the body of Charles Schultz. He's been dead for like 20 years, hasn't he? Well, allegedly. I often think about how one time I acquired a pornography magazine when I was a kid, <gasps> and there was a small comic strip on there, and it was a parody of Peanuts, uh-huh. but it was just called Penis. And uh, I don't know. I think Lucy, I think Linus fucked Lucy on a, <laughs> on a table, which I believe they were brother and sister, right? Yes, they're brother and sister. Yeah, well, Linus and Lucy, Charlie Brown and Sally. Sally. Well, there was Froggy. Froggy. Oh, that's that's a little rascal. Buckwheat. That's, no, you're thinking of the little rascals again. Uh, I don't and there was so. the leader of their group, the no. uh, Alpha Alpha. All <laughs> <laughs> <Call> back. <laughs> oh, Darla. So, <laughs> feminism is a cancer. Mike, you know what I'd like to know? Get to do what? I'd like to get to know your podcast. Oh, um, yes. Uh-huh. Well, um, as as reported earlier, uh, I officiated a, a wedding. Was it, it got, you know, I had to like prepare for it and stuff like that. I had to like, you know, look at a lot of wedding ceremonies and and how you how you how you go through one of those. And it got me thinking about weddings. And fortunately, that wedding that I that I was performed probably uh, went off without a hitch. Fall mm? back to a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, you know, it was real nice and uh, nobody nobody got real drunk and shitty. And sometimes every, I, I really love it at weddings. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this at a wedding when there's the toast, the part for the toast. And, and sometimes, not all the times, not, not even half the times, but you know, one out of every four or five weddings, you'll see someone get way too drunk uh-huh. and they think they're going to be really good at a toast. And oh, they're no. not. And it's just a complete disaster. I, I remember going to a wedding and the a bridesmaid just kept going and going and made it all about her. <laughs> and people were trying to take the, the microphone from her and she would not have it. <laughs> Were you, were you that bridesmaid, Michael? No, it was not me at all. It was. Uh, I may have a recollection um, of that as well, but maybe it was a separate wedding. I think maybe. this. I don't think we're thinking of the same one. Uh, this one was this, but that no, that one too. But um, <laughs> this one was this one was extended. This one was really tweaked out. Sure. But I was thinking, uh, you know, I was like, I don't want anything to go wrong. So I started looking about what are some things that could go wrong at weddings. Um, and there's a number of things that have gone wrong at some weddings. I wanted to tell you guys about some of them. Uh, just recently, in, in December of 2010, 29-year-old Rogerio Damaskina married his fiance, 25-year-old Renata Alexandre Costa in Ooh. the middle-class city of Carambingue, Brazil. <laughs> Caramagimbe, Brazil. The oh, wedding okay. went well. About right. 200 people attended a party in the ceremony. And about 2.30 a.m., the party was starting to die down. And, and the guests were getting ready to leave. And Damaskenia told everyone to wait. He had a surprise for him. And then he went to his truck 
and he got his revolver. <laughs> and then he returned and he hugged and kissed his new wife and then he shot her in the head. Whoa. And then he turned his gun on his friends and took some shots at them and then killed his best man by putting the gun to his head. He wounded him, went, put him in his, and then he turned the gun on himself. Oh my God. And nobody knows why. I mean, I heard weddings can be stressful. Yeah. Some people said, but, and, but apparently like the wedding went fine and that, you know, this was at two thirty AM. Like apparently everything was completely normal. Like, you know, all the, uh -huh. the, the cake hijinks and the, you know, just all the post throwing a bouquet and all that stuff happened. Uh -huh. There was some speculation that uh, maybe his wife was cheating on him with the husband after the fact, but apparently that was just kind of, people digging for ideas as to why right, that right. happened. Yes, yeah. Is there anybody who's alleging some sort of possession? I know. This seems like a good, a wedding gift too early, or like he found a coin and looked at it for too long or something, and it allowed the entry of a spirit that yeah. caused him to... It would seem, I mean, I would imagine that some sort of a a Chucky or maybe a, maybe a carload full of Pennywises were released. <laughs> In the neighborhood, a truck full of Pennywise is going to <laughs> clown jail. Wow, or or was overturned. Yeah, this is a, this is a pretty gnarly one though. Um, in 1980, the Leitner family should have been having a joyous day because it was their eldest daughter's wedding. Uh -huh. So earlier in that day, Suzanne Leitner married a guy named Ivor Wolf, which that should be a bit of a thing. Oh, yeah. Wolf with two Fs, Ivor Wolf. By the way, Mike, did you? Was this part of your officiating at the wet? Is this? Yeah, no, I, 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 this was, this was like, hey, don't pull an Ivor. Oh, okay. you don't know who Ivor Wolf is? And then I went into this story. And I could see how they liked Whoa. it. Sure. And, uh, and then I said, shut up, bride's mom. We're just getting to the good shit. Uh, so they hosted a reception at their home in Door, England. After uh -huh. the reception, Avril, Basil, and their 28-year-old son, Richard, went to a friend's home for dinner. Their 18-year-old daughter, Nicola, who had been a bridesmaid, stayed home because she was tired after the long day of festivities. But unbeknownst to Nicola, 42-year-old Arthur Hutchinson was outside the house watching her. Hutchinson had spent some time in prison for attempting murder of his half-brother, and he was wanted for a rape case mm. after escaping from a courthouse less than a month before. From outside, he watched the 18-year-old dancing in one of the bedrooms. After the rest of the family returned, Hutchinson broke into the house and went to the room where he'd seen Nicola dancing. But that turned out to be her brother Richard's room. Hutchinson stabbed Richard twice in the chest, killing him. And then Basil went to go investigate the noise, and he was stabbed twice in the throat. Whoa. And then Hutchinson went downstairs to the bedroom and stabbed Avril 26 times. And then uh, finally, Hutchinson was able to do what he had planned to all along. While covered in the blood of her entire family, he went and raped Oof. the girl and left her alive. This is, a, uh, this is the darkest INS we've done. Yeah. Jeez, Mike. Uh, he was arrested 39 days later when he was caught visiting his mom. He had to go see his mom. Um, and he was sentenced to life in 1984 with the opportunity for parole in 2002. However, his sentence was changed to a whole life sentence, meaning he will die in prison. 
Well, that's good. That's, that's not a good wedding night. Not at all. He does not sound like a nice man. Not at all. Frank Walker and Maude Goshorn were married in Montgomery, Missouri in October 5th of 1899. After exchanging vows, they went to the house of a relative where there was a dinner held in their honor. The feast was going well until unexpectedly a shotgun was fired and buckshot pellets came through the dining room window, striking the bride and groom and a small child. The child was severely injured, but the newlyweds were hit in the head. They died upright in their chairs side by side without ever even getting to say last words to each other. The neighbors and wedding guests formed a posse and went looking for the shooter. They heard the sound of another shot. Did you say a posse? Posse. Mm-hmm. That's what you say it in, okay. in Missouri. So the, the, they formed a posse, and they heard the sound of another shot, and they went over and headed towards it. And near the front of the gate of the house, they found the body of Charles Rankin, who was the rejected suitor of the bride. Oh. He'd taken the rim off of his hat and put it around the trigger of the shotgun, and then he put the barrel to his forehead and pulled the rim of his hat with his big toe, which pulled the trigger and blew off the top of his head. Oh, wow. And he... He found uh, they found a note on his body saying he was taking responsibility for the murders and it stated that he thought he would be going to hell for the murders and because of his own suicide. So just saying, guys, you know, ever get married for you, too. Well, I mean, we're lucky we were were to the most of these weddings Mm -hmm. doing a murder like most weddings or most of these weddings, most most weddings, most weddings. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, we're survivors. Like, this is you have to get a really good officiant, which is uh-huh. mostly that was more my job at this wedding was stopping murder. Okay, mm-hmm. how many did you stop? A number, a number. So you brought all your crossbows. I brought. I had crossbows. I had nunchucks. They were hidden under different uh, folding chairs here and there. <laughs> you know, while cutting the cakes, someone was like, "Oh wait, it's there's something in this cake." And then I pulled out a sigh. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "You never know. It could happen anytime." On the early morning hours of July 25th, 1966, Mildred Collins was preparing for her wedding and reception that was to be held later that day in Baltimore. She sent her husband-to-be, 25-year-old John Henry Thompson, out at 2 a.m. to get more rum. A short time later, Collins received a call from an unidentified man asking her to pick up Thompson and not wanting to leave her home where she was hosting an out-of-town thing for the relatives, she told, uh, she told the man to get Thompson a cab. The next morning, around 11, the man called again and told Collins to come pick up Thompson at the home in Baltimore. So Collins, she gets a neighbor to drive her over there, and she goes and knocks on the door. And this woman answers the door and says, hey, Henry's not going to marry you. And then he called her, she called her a cunt. And then Collins, who happened to have a gun with her because she, she was a stripper and worked in a nightclub, started just shooting wildly into the home, and she killed her husband. Apparently, her husband was having an affair beforehand and like okay. got tricked over or went over on his own accord to go see her. Uh-huh. And once she was there, the woman pulled a gun on the husband and was like, you can't leave. I won't let you leave me and get married. So then... I'm not sure how it happens, but it gets out that that's where the husband is. So the wife goes over there, finds out that something's going on, and starts. she realizes, I guess, what's going on, or is just mad that this woman is cheating on her husband, starts shooting up the entire place and accidentally kills her own husband. So uh, despite claiming that the attack was self-defense, Collins was given a life sentence for murdering her husband just hours before the wedding was supposed to happen. She received two concurrent tenure sentences for injuring two other women that were uh, also in the in the place somehow. Wow. I don't know. Good like stuff, guys. I just uh, 
just wanted to make sure that next time you get married, make sure you have some Chinese stars on your person. <laughs> Kevin? Got them right here, next to my heart. It does seem like you have gotten more and more true life disaster in your get to know your pot. I feel like yeah. you are... Yeah, you're, we're, you're, we're leaning into that. Oh, there's something else. There's something else. We're about to start a new series, though, that's less less deadly. Okay. okay. I think it's a, the curmudgeonly older news news uh, men <laughs> series. Well, yeah. Like, we're, like we're, a, we're, we're like about Mickey to... Rooney thing. We're about to Mickey go Rooney, into... Charles Geralt. We're about to go into another area that's way... way it's going to be a long run. It's going to take... I don't know how long it's going to take, but it's going to take multiple weeks. And uh, a new era is coming. That's all oh, I'll say. It's exciting. Right. Turn those frowns upside down, listeners. Mm-hmm. So that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. We are mm-hmm. also hiring a grape feeder at INS, but you've got to bring your own hand sanitizer and grapes. Check out the INS merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. Mazel tov. Gotta put your fingers in your inner mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.